Amanda Diaz, and welcome to the Moving Up Together podcast. And let me holler at you listeners for one second. Have you ever taken stock of your community and felt that something is missing? Or that maybe if your community had something XYZ, that it would make a bigger impact on the people who live there? In fact, most of our guests emphasize that they're able to be resourceful and that instead of waiting for change from lawmakers, community organizers, or even the government, they're creating it themselves because our communities always find a way to thrive. Am I not right? So we're about to introduce you to two people who are committed to strengthening their Detroit community. They notice that there's some missing pieces and they believe they can empower their community and we're able to work together to bring that vision to life. So joining us today is Trinika Bloodsall, an engaged mother of four who works as a parent outreach coordinator for the Detroit Public Schools, and Latisse Pitts, who's an experienced certified nursing assistant. They teamed up to fuel change in the heart of the Motor City by creating a resource hub and safe space for people in their community. So ladies, thank you for being here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? Okay. Are you guys liking the studio vibe so far? Is it, is it exciting? Yes, yeah. it is. Very inspiring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So we like to get a, kick it off by always, you know, um, stating a fun fact about our guests. So, Latisse, what's a fun fact about you that you can share with us? Mm, I like to create things. Creative individual. Okay. Mm-hmm. Trinika? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I'm just into so many things. I'm a very busy person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Multitasker. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. So what exactly do you do? Me, myself? Yes. So uh, I am currently working in communications. So I, I work for a um, television network right now. And then I also do voiceovers and I love podcasting and everything. So I worked in radio for a very, very long time um, before I went over to the TV side. So this is kind of how I got into this whole thing, like podcasting, recording, and so on and so forth. Sounds like fun. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. It's work, though, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, all right. So real quick, in a short, you know, in a short sentence, tell me something about Detroit. Tell me something that people should know about your community. Full of life. Yeah, Detroit is full of life. We have uh, a lot of things to go on in our city. There's a lot of good things to go on in our city that's not spoken on or highlighted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, because don't you feel like that's a that's a theme for our communities? They don't ever talk about all the good stuff that's going on? Yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah. I think we really, in Detroit, get highlighted for the, the bad things, the negative things, but never... They don't really give us the props that we really deserve for the good things that goes on here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And what are some ways that people in your community show up for you guys or for each other? Mm. Some ways that I would say when it comes to community events that we do, people show up and donate, donate their time, um, interact with the children, because a lot of stuff that we do are with children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how they show up. As far as community-wise, showing up in any other way, mm, I haven't experienced it yet. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations are in order. I know you two ladies have just opened up a resource cafe. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about about how that process was for you guys and, and what's involved in that. Um, New Well Living Community Resource Cafe is basically... A place that's created for the community. You know, um, we 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 were really looking to engage with the community a safe place where they could come in, um, gain resources that they need. Um, also, for us to implement um, any type of programs that we could to help them to break barriers. You know, within these families' homes, because in our community we deal with a lot of barriers that. Um, stop us, you know, from doing things that we need to be done. So that's where the community cafe come in at, where the families could come in and get resources and also get them a coffee, get a cup of coffee or um, mm-hmm. kick back, relax, chill on a beanbag, watch some TV, get on a computer, you know, use the Internet. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot with the community resource cafe, I think we took our own struggles and um, what we endeavored and try to turn it around so we can be a benefit to other people. Definitely, yeah. You know, because okay. it's a lot of resources here, but they're not really talked about, so you don't know 
that they have on you or right. how to okay. even utilize them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They don't even know they exist. Mm-hmm. No, it, it God, the, the resources is here, and and sometimes they get mishandled. You know, That's true too. They're given to who they want to be given to. They're handled how they want to be handled. So, you know, some of the resources that's here, our people don't even know how to go out and get them. You know, where even to start, where the approach is, you know, is is really bad. And like she said, coming from my own experience, definitely with me having a daughter that's 16 years old that's autistic. And when I first started out um, 13 years ago, when I found out my daughter was autistic, it there was no resources for me. It was nothing. I, I had to go. Everything was out of the city of Detroit for me to gain for my child. And I didn't have no guidance, no instructions wow. or anything. So I feel like we should be able to get it at home. We shouldn't have to go out the city limits to get what we need. Right. Right. So that you would say that's definitely a challenge that you want to be able to pour into this resource cafe and, mm-hmm. and help other people that are in your situation. Definitely. It, 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 you know, even if the, we don't have the exact resource they need right there, at least be able to point them or guide them into the right direction mm-hmm. to where they can begin to look for the resources. Because mm-hmm. sometimes the beginning is the hardest part. The start right. is the hardest part, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What other challenges would you say um, you're aiming to um, to help, you know, with as far as within the, the resources that you have at the cafe? Hmm. Breaking the barrier of people getting stuck in their mind thinking that they can't accomplish things. Mm-hmm. I think that's our main focus. Um, turning things into reality. Uh, taking people's thoughts and um, breaking them down for them. Mm-hmm. And any type of resource they might need, whether they want to learn business or they need information for a child or literacy program we just want to be the um how can i put it maybe the middleman we in the business of logistics Mm -hmm. so this is a place and because people i don't want people to mistake it for a rec center which is mainly geared towards kids it's kind of a combination so you you mentioned you know adults can come and get resources for businesses or um you know, other other things that they might be interested in, um, even when it comes to furthering their education. What about mm-hmm. kids? You mentioned a literacy program. Is that um, is that more geared towards kids, adults, or? That's more geared towards kids. Um, yeah. Trinika is the founder of that. It's called Junior's Reading Club or Junior's Reading Corner. I don't know which one she's going to really go with, mm-hmm. but it's for children to um, learn how to read, uh, reading comprehension, uh, all of those things and make a reading fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because literacy is a big problem um, within our children. You know, from working in the school system, as long as I've been there, is is it's a great big problem. You know, and it and and it touches me in a special way because my son struggled with reading. He he was born with a speech impediment, so um, he didn't start talking till he was seven years old. So. Of course, reading was is very difficult for him. So, um, again, no resources. You know, the challenge was on me. I didn't. It was no one to help guide me or to lead me where I can get, you know, the proper hair for him. I had to go out there and explore different things. And um, it was very costly for me. You know, thank God I was able to provide the finances that were used, but some families don't have that. You get what I'm saying? So it took me a minute to get out here and be around to figure out that there was free programs out here. But again, I had to go out there and find it, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, Junior Reading Corner will be basically where children will be, be able to come in and um, you know, I'm trying to get with some certified teachers to help me put a curriculum together and things like that, you know, help them with their reading, but keep it fun. Not so much as um, uh you know, I don't want to like a drill instructor. Yeah, like, yeah, everybody yeah. learns different. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody learns different. Everybody mm-hmm. receives things different. Kind of even like our um, the community resource cafe is not so um, buttoned up to the mm-hmm. your neck type of situation, but we still gonna give you the same benefits as you would if you went anywhere else. I mean, but I would even say that that would give a level of comfort. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I'm walking around and not what I'm used to, 
I immediately feel uncomfortable and I'm like, Ooh, I don't, you know, do I belong here? Do I, you know, so that's awesome. Um, I did want to, cause you ladies are doing this on your own and, and I want to, I want to kind of point out the fact that this is a huge undertaking to open a, a community resource center like this, um, in an underserved, um, part of, part of, um, you know, your, your city, mm-hmm. you don't, how did you guys, mm-hmm. how did you guys start? Like, how did it even like, how did you even find your space? And then how did you even go about leasing it? And, you know, how, how, how was that process for you guys? <laughs> uh, the process was, um, I can't really say it was a hard process of finding a spot. Um, again, New Way of Living, this is not our first um um, engagement in the community, I guess I'll say, because we had a, a re- we had a community house before on the west side of Detroit. Okay. And then we transitioned the community house out to a low income house for women. And um, from there, um, we sold that property. And um, that's when we decided we wanted to go to more like a, you know, a commercial space, a commercial space. And yeah. um, <sighs> this space right here. um it was nothing but God because we went in and tried to get this space four times and was told no. Um, at the Samir- really? Yeah, at the Samaritan Center four times. I asked the man four times. He told me, no, I can't get it. It wasn't ready. It needed too much work. And he took us to see about five other spaces. And I mm-hmm. I kept coming back like, but tell me again why we can't see this spot right here, though. <laughs> and uh, the, he was like, I'm taking you in here. You want to see it? I'm taking you in here. And he took us in and I was like, it's perfect. It, it was just everything that we were looking for. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, to it. Yeah, we were just drawn to it. So it, everything just kind of worked out. You know, it, it fit our budget. Mm. Um, I, I, It just fit us, you know, it just fit us on what we was trying to do. So. I guess, but you know, just trusting your process and believing, you know, in what you're doing. It, God, you know, God do the rest. Sometimes That's, you just can't take no for an answer. Oh, uh, yeah, I want to take a no on that one. <laughs> you got to just keep going. Like, it might be no that time, no in that season. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, you don't always have to take no for an answer. Yeah, because we done teamed up and not, not, don't get us wrong. Now, on this, finding the spot, you know, wasn't a hard, difficult thing, but uh, we done had our season where we had to be out here and partner up with different organizations and different things and, and stuff like that. And, and you know, we, we, we done seen them move wrong. We done seen them move right. Right. So we got, and, and we'll, <laughs> and you also see some that move all on top of you, you know, and use you for their stepping stone, you know what I'm saying so we didn't have good experiences and bad experiences but I think the best thing was to do to just do it ourselves yeah always <laughs> so how did you two meet well I met her through an old friend she's deceased now mm-hmm. and um I've been knowing her since I was about 15 I'm 36 now yeah. Oh dang. Yeah. Okay. So she like my big cousin wow. slash sister, my home girl. You know, my prayer partner, my accountability partner, my road dog. We <laughs> Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, um, you guys were with Up Together prior to um, um, creating the other house first. Yeah. How was that experience for you? Like creating a, a community group within Up Together, formerly FII. I liked it there. Oh yeah, FI was it was a really really cool thing. Um, yeah, my sister, I don't think it got as um, as much exposure as it should. Nope. And um, knowing better and doing better could have been addressed a little bit differently. Like if we knew, and then I feel like it could have got more community involvement and people would have knew more about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it, it was more exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even now to that. Like for other people to know, like what are they doing? What are what are what are what are you guys' purpose? Because I'd be like, oh, I'm in this FI group. I remember you said that back in the day. We're like, what is that? You know what I'm saying? So um, most definitely need exposure. But it was awesome. We got to work together, um, have accountability partners for our goals and things like that, and we accomplished a few things as a as a whole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you guys keep in contact with some of the people in your groups? Everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. Everybody in oh, the group. That's awesome. Yeah. Everybody in the group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody, when we first started out, we had some starting nursing schools. They are in now. Um, Man, listen. Otherwise, the wet off. Everybody, yeah, but every every we dream that together. everybody started off with, they 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 living in it. You know, they walking through mm-hmm. it. So, and FII paid a great help to that. You know, mm-hmm. because again, like she said, we got accountability partners and um, different things like that. And I think the best part of FII was them having us set goals, you know, mm-hmm. and, and giving us, um, making us be accountable to reach those goals that we were setting and things like that. So I think okay. it was a beautiful group. And then secondary behind that, I like the fact that we had a group setting because people are so self mm-hmm. gave us the opportunity to be around other people, other personalities mm-hmm. and learn how to work and deal. Yeah. They, they made it mandated. It was that yeah. we meet once a month as a group. You get what I'm saying? That, that, that face to face, that, you know, that contact, which is a, I should say what is a good, which is a good thing because often we like to single out and take off by ourselves, but mm-hmm. ain't no iron team. That's right. <laughs> it's the accountability partnership mm-hmm. because it's so easy to get caught up in self and, and in the world, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, Get to going with your flow. You be done forgot about the Easter egg country was putting on, you know. But you got your homegirl to call you. Be like, don't forget you got to make those flyers, you know. So that worked out pretty good. What were some of the goals that you guys set and accomplished? As part of FI, the community house, uh, yeah. an Easter egg hunt, a back-to-school event, um, we had started our Girl Scout troop way back then. We have a new troop number now, but we've been doing that for a while. That's been like five years ago. Yeah. About I think four, my five years ago. Yeah, my, my biggest one was my high school completion. Mm-hmm. You know, sitting here talking to you, I can remember when I grew first started, I, I started out going back to school to get it and mm-hmm. stopped, right? Mm-hmm. And I just did it last year in June. So, yeah, see what I'm saying? Still working on them same goals, some of them goals that we were um, in the, with the group. You know, that was one of my biggest goals. Yeah. And even building on it, because now you guys are, you are basically you're expanding yeah. from the community house that you had now to this commute, this basically this commercial space. Yeah. yeah. So how like what is your strategy for um getting the information out to people so people know and are aware of where you are and that people could come to you. Do you have like a, do you have a, a plan for that, a marketing plan or anything? We're going to let Miss Marker to talk about that. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, is about plugs and connections. That's it. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, meeting new people, um, communicating more. Um, that's another goal of mine. Um, public speaking, uh, getting out in the right area where the people are that's doing the things that you're doing so that's basically what we're trying to do and as far as getting the community come in we just gonna tell them tell them what they want to know that's it because there is too many people that's not talking and we're gonna talk just enough to tell them what they need to know because the person gonna tell you what they need whether they say it subconsciously or conscious we just listen inspire pray and strengthen mm-hmm. and, and i think this time around with doing business um for the cafe is um we surrounded the cafe around like-minded people, you know, because inside of the Samaritan Center is um, not just our resource cafe, but you have so many other um, different businesses that's community-based, that's reaching out and doing different things. So I think that's very important to surround yourself around people that's doing what you like to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it... That way you will get different ideas. Yep. Um, you meet people in different spaces as far as even because um, you guys are working, you know, with I'm assuming bakeries and different um, local food spots also to mm-hmm. help you guys um, bring in, you know, stuff into the, the center and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is you made a solid point where it's word of mouth is still, you know, we, we live in a day and age where like social media is king on everything. Right. Everything. Oh, when it comes to just, you know, simple things and you really want a recommendation that is going to come through word of mouth. So yeah. I will I would trust my cousin telling me about a restaurant that she's like, girl, you got to go try this place outside of um, someone trying to, you know, that puts it on my feed or whatever on Instagram. I'm like, oh, look at this mm-hmm. new spot. Maybe maybe it's it's worth the hype. Maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
I think that's part of just us being in the community for the community, being approachable and um sure to be honest, we look just like them. Yeah. So yeah. it's easier for us to address them and then get them where they need to be to look the way they're supposed to look. Not necessarily a, a actual look, but you know, the things that they need to get what they need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Trinika, you work as a parent outreach coordinator for Detroit Public Schools. What are you seeing within, you know, uh, that kind of interaction as far as just kids in school and things that they might need versus what the parents may need? How does, you know, how does that day to day look like for you? Mm, it's rough. <laughs> it, it, it is it is real rough, you know. Um, first, my heart goes out to the babies, you know. Anything I do and everything I do is for the babies. And um, we we have a lot of children that's out here su- um, suffering, you know. Mm-hmm. Ment- First of all, mentally, you know, their mental health is not good. And, and it can simply come from the, the home setting. You get what I'm saying? They're, 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 they're not in healthy home settings. Um. Our, our babies struggle in so many different areas. By the time they get to school to learn, it's impossible for them to learn because the baggage they're carrying, you know, they're coming through the doorway. By the time they get to the classroom, baby, they weighted down. You get what I'm saying? And then when yeah. then we got the, when the parents come in and that's who I'm to deal with, they coming in, they so hostile, they're angry, they're frustrated. And it's not even about what the child did. It's what the problem that's going on at home because, you know, the rent is due. We don't got no food at home. We need toilet tissue. We need this. We need that, you know. So now you don't call and tell me my child is acting out, you know. So now I'm on 10 when I get here. It ain't even about what my child did. I'm I'm, I'm frustrated from my problems at home. So it's just, a, it, you know, it's a, it's a very, very heavy situation, you know, but... Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know. <laughs> I don't think people really in the school take the time to really notice the um, the stuff at home, how to fix the kid yeah. when they come in the house. I mean, when they come to school, you don't really know what they got going on at home and their behaviors and stuff like yeah. that. So that, yeah, that's we, a, that need to be addressed. But, but it's hard, though, you know, because you got the, you know, when you when when you when you really work in the school and you and you from the front door all the way back to the classroom, you know. Um, nobody can really just do the job that you're hired to do, you know, because you got teachers, they got to play social worker, they got to play counselor. You know, it, it, by the time the day over with, they probably only done taught 25% of the day because they're dealing with so many other things, you know, because because of the lack of help that we have in our district. You know, it's just... Um, I don't know. It's, you know, it's sad, you know, and that that's one reason why I stick in the position that I'm in, because although I get frustrated and sometimes I want to give up, I think about the babies, you know, and, and I can't give up because I, I have babies come to my to my room and they're hungry. You know, I keep snacks yeah. and stuff in there. I feed them. They come in. They can get whatever they need because, you know, at home, it's nothing, you know, so. It's it's just a bad situation, you know. So I think we need like more programs to engage inside the school because that's where the children are. You know, we have a lot of these programs want to be outside the school and they want the parents to come to them and come to us. We're over here, but you got to think about it. Sometimes the parent and the child don't even have a ride to school. So how are they going to even get to, to, to your business to get the help that they need? You know, I think more organizations need to engage more into the school building, you know, bring the program into the building where the children are already at or where the parents are already at. And I think things will be a little bit better, but it's it's a very hard position. My heart goes out to anybody working in the schools because it's not easy. It's not easy. No, it's not. And can I just say, you know, thank you for that, for just being aware of it. Because for me, when I was in high school, I was having a real hard time. And it was only two teachers. They worked together. They were in the same, um, the same studies. They worked together. And they were the only ones that, paid attention to me enough to understand that something was going on and that I, I needed more help than it was just the studying part of it, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And I credit them to this day 
um, for helping me through those last two years of high school, because if it wasn't for them, I would not be in the position that I am at today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about like even thinking about college, even thinking about all of those things and how would that even happen? And for a person like me who grew up like me. So I just want to say thank you because there are not a lot of people that would put the effort basically into picking up on those small things that you see these kids, they come in with an attitude. Mm-hmm. They just, you know, everybody's all, oh, they're teenagers. They just got nasty attitudes and this and that. And they don't even stop to think for one second. You know what? They might be dealing with some other stuff, whether it's hunger, whether it's a learning disability, mm-hmm. um, an abusive household. Yep. You never know, you know, and sometimes it takes that one person to just be like, yo, you okay? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, as simple as that, like, are you okay? Yeah. Um, so moving on from there, um, going back to the resource cafe, um, how do you guys, um, see and envision, I mean, I know you just opened it, so I know you guys are working out, you know, a lot of the kinks out and, (laughs) you know, your partnerships and all of that stuff. So what do you envision for it? Like say in the next six months to another year, what do you see happening there? Oh, wow. So my vision is great. It's big. <laughs> I just told her this uh, a couple of days ago. My vision is to come out, um, always keep the home base inside of the um, Samaritan Center. But um, I'm really looking for like a, a storefront, a storefront building, you know, um, a bigger space where we can come out and really, really engage into the community and, um, well, we can like in the evening time, like from five to eight, where we could just feed, you know, feed, feed people for free. They could come in and get dinner every day from us for free, you know, different things like that, like taking it to like the next level. Like a bigger location. Bigger sure. location. Like two. Like, you know. You say two? Yeah, we had two. We had a okay. community resource cafe and then we have a bigger one. Like so. We could do two. But I, the, the, the second one, I want it to be much bigger. And, uh, yeah. It, it, like I said, again, we can we can feed dinner, you know. Yeah, well, we'll have the spaces. We're going to be able to have more tables. Yeah. We can couches. Yeah, there. well, families can come in. and They know if you ain't got nothing to eat, come on in here. Y'all can come in and eat. You know, we can have a game room for the kids and they can, you know, just kick back. Also, listen, a place where a parent can come in to release, you know, let 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 they self go, you know, can talk about their problems and stuff and leave it right there and go home and be a better person to readdress the situation with the children and things like that. So that's really what we're looking for. And to gain those community partners that understand the vision and help undergird the ministry because it's a work, you know. But you got to be around people that want to do that, that's like-minded like you that want to do that. So we really just hoping and praying for the right partnerships to come to help us. Because right now we funding this thing out of pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Other organizations yeah. that want to come in and donate their time. Yeah. And, um, donate their services and do what they do. Yeah. You yes. know, and yeah. Uh, get their information across yeah. to them. And uh, maybe they can utilize their resources. That's Basically, the couple. Yeah. yeah, we just want. I want to be like a resource hub, though. You know. Yeah. Like up together, right? Mm-hmm. So y'all shoot us like, but well, we got this and this and this going on. So such and mm-hmm. we just shooting it out to the people. Like, oh yeah, we got that. We know this. We know that. Like, just like a big resource. Yeah. But I love that you mentioned like some good old couch therapy. Oh yeah. yeah. As an adult, like as an adult, where you're at now, sometimes man, you just need to get stuff off your chest, and yeah. whether that is just having a conversation down conversation like we are right now be like look let me tell you about my day real quick or being like you know what you you might benefit from going to see you know this therapist that is doing um pro bono work or you know such you know so on and so forth because that's a bit mental health in our communities is not addressed enough and it comes with the stigma where it's like oh my god if you go see a therapist you're crazy no you're not crazy you know, our mental stability is is based on our ability to be able to handle the stressors that are in our life. And sometimes they're just overwhelming. I don't care who you are. I don't care what color you are. I do not care where you come from. It affects everybody pretty much equally because everybody will have some trigger or stressor or something that, you know, will affect you. And we talk a lot about mm. this. Um, and I know I've had a lot of conversations about this where it's you know, we want to meet where I am right now. I want to break generational cur- curses. Yes, yes. You know, I don't, I don't want to keep bringing, you know, uh, 
accepting abusive relationships and thinking that that's going to be okay. And then that's, that's what my life looks like. No, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Um, So it could be anywhere from that kind of conversation. And then in turn, that will trickle down to our kids. Yeah. So, so just imagine coming to the resource cafe and you sitting there eating you a piece of pie and drinking some coffee, but you talking to a licensed therapist and you don't really even know that, you know, or Mm. you know that, but, but, but the setting is so right. You know, it's so laid back in there. It's not intimidating. Right. So you, you just lay back in there. You, you really just, you, you know, it's like a conversation piece you're just having, but you're talking to a therapist, really getting you some help. And that's what we want to do. Right. You want to, we want to break the barriers. We want to make everybody comfortable, but also have some, some things that you can take away with you. Something to fill yeah. your cup so you don't leave yeah. empty. Some tools you can implement at home yeah. to work with. You get what I'm saying? It's like going to church on Sunday. You get enough to stand on Monday through Saturday to come back on Sunday to fight again, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> That's it. So, okay, so definitely you guys have talked about hunger in your community, obviously um, mental health. Um, literacy programs with the kids. Mm-hmm. What are some other glaring issues that you feel need to be addressed in your community right now? Homelessness. Mm-hmm. Homelessness. Okay. I think our city needs to stop allowing all these beautiful homes to be ran down, took down, left abandoned for three, five years. Um, and then want someone to come in, buy them, build them up. You get what I'm saying? Like and pay the back taxes. And yeah, and pay the back taxes. <laughs> I, I just think we shouldn't we shouldn't do that. I think we need more programs out here to to help our families with buying their own homes. You know, because if because if someone can sit up and pay somebody nine hundred a thousand dollars a month rent, you could pay a mortgage. Most definitely. So you get what I'm saying? I think it so, should be classes yeah. on financial literacy. Yeah, financial well. literacy. But we also need some 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 people to come in and, and buy up some of these properties and, and then, you know, mm-hmm. transform her to um you know, homes for rent for low-income families. What You know what I'm saying? What you teaching them also to build their credit, finance, financial literacy and stuff. But while they're going to these classes and doing all these things, they're working towards buying their home. You know, every class hour equals a certain amount of dollar or something. You get what I'm saying? Other than um, these same companies coming in to our city, buying the homes for little or nothing, fixing them up. Right. And then charging, my God, over the top rent for these homes. You get what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know. You know. Oh, no. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know. You are absolutely right. Yeah. I I mean, I've seen a whole section of my my, I'm from D.C. and I've seen a whole section out there that I went back home recently and I didn't recognize it. Mm. I mean, not and and I'm not saying that it's not beautiful. I'm like, wow, this is this is so much better than the rundown buildings that were here before and the vacant lots and all of this other stuff. But at the same time, I saw a complete different um, population of people Mm -hmm. um, that wasn't necessarily representative of the the city that I grew up in. Right. Well, it, it was yeah, we we you starting to see that see that in um, Detroit too though they call yeah. it regentrification, but I'm calling it yeah. our people going this way and you they know coming back this you way. know because yeah. you know they done ran the value of the city down and and now everybody fleeing and leaving now they back in pouring the money back into the city to build it up but it's too late now because our people we done sold the little pieces of whatever we done had and yep. you know they done tricked us up out of everything we had and now we gone and now they pouring the money back into the city ready to build and it, it up. makes me it makes me so furious uh, the idea that because because again and this is circling back to financial literacy which you know yes if you guys have this at the resource Cafe, please go and check this out because here's the thing. These companies and certain individuals are buying these properties at, I mean, dirt cheap. Yeah. I, that mm-hmm. Basically at no cost yep. to them. You know, I mean, of course at a cost, but compared to what you would actually buy it and then resell it for three to four times the profit. Yeah. yeah. And that's without any intervention from our local governments or even our federal government yeah. saying, hey, no, you need to reserve at least this amount of percentage for people who make, you know, this much and under. Yeah. Just come on now. Yeah, well, they just did it yeah. to us um, in Detroit. Um, what I say about maybe about three years ago, yeah. they took all of our, like our commercial buildings and, and you looked up, they, they were supposed to be in our uh, Wayne County auction. 
all of a sudden, none of the buildings was in the auction, but we looked up uh, one real estate company had bought them all. You get what? They had their name on dang near every um, commercial building. And then they went up and um, put some put a door on there and slapped some paint on there. And then they want you to come in and they want you to um, pay them like land contract. And, and, and then, it, but you got to fix up everything on the inside of it. You know, and I was like, this is ridiculous. But again, like you said, our... You know, our local government allowed them to come in and get the businesses to do us like that. Then, then allow us here in the city. Why y'all didn't let us buy the building? You get what I'm saying? Right. Back in the days, my mother and them, they had mom and pop stores and, you know, different things and stuff like that. They they just trying to just wipe us out of our community. Just take us out of there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's a shame because, like you said, small communities, when... There is a diverse amount of business in a certain, a certain, you know, city center or square footage or whatever the case, city, county, whatever you want to say. You see that there, it's more successful, and as far as it having more longevity um, as a mixed community like that, because you have mixed incomes, mm-hmm. you have um, mixed cultures, so there's a little bit of everything. It's a nice place to be, but when you know you're having these property values. Um, at a rent that is just, I mean, come on, it's just not realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, and sometimes I'll just go, you know, on Zillow and I'm like, let me just look at some houses. I remember when I first moved to Atlanta and uh, my cousin at that time had been looking for houses and they were, I mean, dirt cheap, like a, a huge uh, 2000 square foot house to me, which to me, where I came from, that was huge. They're like, oh, it's only like one something. And I'm like, excuse me. And the lady turned, and I, couldn't help but I said it out loud. So the the lady that was helping my cousin, she turned around. She's like, "Oh, you're not from Georgia, are you?" I said, "No, ma'am, I'm not." I'm mm. like, "You're selling this house for like a fraction of the price of what I would have to pay if I was back home in, in the oh, DC yeah. metro area." Yeah. yeah. And um, but here's the thing: slowly but surely, around metro Atlanta and Georgia, they've gotten into that. You know, companies have gotten into understanding how much property value you have out here, and. Yeah. It's nice that we have we're we're getting all these work play live communities, but who is working and playing and living in this community? That's right. You, you can't just drive out people that have been here since the beginning because yeah. they can't afford it, and that's essentially obviously gentrification and what's happening. So, how do we find ways to prevent that? How do how do we, as community members, um, invest in a commercial space like you ladies are doing? You know what I mean? And and make it beautiful, make it into something where people are coming in and business is coming in. So therefore, you can pay the rent and keep the lights on. And at the same time, it's also providing resources and providing, um, you know, something for the people that are coming in that your patrons, essentially. Right. Yeah. Because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little wild. <laughs> yeah, it's a little wild no, definitely. Here. And it's hard. You know, you you listen. Um, I encourage anybody to to follow your dreams, you know, as far as business and, and what you want to do. You just have to trust your process, but you got to also know that it is not an easy process, you know. I don't, ooh, okay, because besides New Way of Living Resource Cafe, you know, I, I likes to bake and make sweets and things like that, you know. So I done been a couple of adventures myself out here on, on different type of businesses, and um, it's not easy, you know. Nothing is easy, but you got to keep pushing. You got to keep pushing. And, and eventually, like Latisse said, the no will become a yes, you know. You you know, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not for the weak. You got to have some perseverance. Yeah. And you, you got to be able to endure, you know, because it's, 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 it's not the same as ten years ago. If you wanted to start a business, you know, ten years ago, you 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 could have got a, you could have got a house out the auction for five hundred dollars. You know, you could have got a building for for twenty five hundred, thirty five hundred. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Now, no. Yeah. No. You know, even renting the space. These people is nuts. These people. First thing they ask you is what you want to do. What you doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, twenty five hundred dollars a month. That's for the rent. And you got to pay your light and gas bill, your internet bill and all that type of stuff. You know, so, you you know, it's, it's not easy. You got to really do and your... when you put it like that, some people just... Like, yeah. 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 You got to really do your due diligence, you know. Yeah. 
Huh. Yeah, understanding how the system works. Yes, because yeah. it's a system, and 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 especially when you want to get into um when you want to be in the in the business of giving back or you know mm-hmm. that business right there is um it's it's really um something that's taking endurance and um patience and time and understanding because you run into so many people that have the resources or the know how or the knowledge to help you and what you're trying to do. But people do not like to share that information. They like mm-hmm. to hold it tight for themselves. I don't understand why we live in this big old city and it's going to take more than you and your organization to get the job done, baby. And it's only so much of this good old funding they're going to give you before they cut you off. You feel what I'm saying yeah. to you? I don't understand it. Like people do not like to do collaborations or anything. And, and, and if they've been in the game longer than you, you're through. They ain't giving you nothing out here. You know, mm-hmm. they look at you like you crazy. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Then you look up, they running with your idea. They gone. They done took off with it. Yeah. We done had that happen to us about four <laughs> times out here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's a crazy game. And yeah. Latisse's favorite word, gatekeeper. These people is mm-hmm. gatekeepers. They, they ain't let no information out. They ain't let nothing in. They holding it tight. Mm-hmm. And it's not helping anyone. No, it's not. Nope. No, it's completely polar opposite to what their end goal is. Especially if you, like you said, if you're working in a nonprofit or in a, a space where you're giving back to the community, the whole point is to give, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. you gatekeeping doesn't, it you know, no gatekeeping sense. doesn't do anything. Because think about it. If, if 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 you're a nonprofit, I'm a nonprofit, and we we make a collaboration together. How many more people can we touch with us working together? Because I guarantee you, mm-hmm. me and you are bringing two different things to the tables. That's True. Two, two different resources. But it, it just does not work that way here in the city of Detroit. My God. No, nope, because they manipulate the funds for themselves. Oh, my and, God. And, you know, and working with you would be us and they business. So they rather not work with us. So, right. You know. or, or they want you to do the work and stand on your back and then they stand there and gloat and they want to take mm-hmm. all the organization. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, like, man. I remember working and doing this one youth program. And the guy, he got the funding for it, but he used to give me like $20 a day and to fund what I was doing. And I had like 25 kids. I'm like, dang, I'm supposed to do this. I might as well rock out by myself. Yeah. I don't even need to utilize. I'm running your program. Like, you know what I'm saying? In your place. So I might as well do my own thing. So, yeah. It takes time because we got to learn and we got to oh, yeah, figure it out ourselves. And, you know, but once we get it, we giving it away. Yeah, cause the best, you know, you gotta be a good, you gotta be a good follower before you could be a great leader, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and we, we have to follow some things and figure out some things. But I just thank God He's preparing a table for mm-hmm. us. You know, we have our own table to invite people to come sit at, and we know how to treat people because that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. It's not what you do; it's how you do it. You know, because I'm I never say that you you know you give um somebody a hundred percent of everything you have, but what I'm saying is the pie is big enough for all of us to get a slice mm-hmm. and still do what we do out here. But people do not want to share. You hear me? Yeah, some do people it. might just need motivation. Yeah, you know, it don't have to be like. We give it away for free, like in that sense. But it's just like the mom that wants to start her own business and sell candles, but don't really know how to cultivate the idea and bring it into reality. That's that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. We're here to talk about it. We're here to make it real. And then that one step right there, she can probably figure it out from there. But there's nobody there to help people in that sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's so many great ideas out here. And I'll constantly talk to people and be like, they're so sick and tired of their nine to five job. They want, but they've always been interested in doing, like you mm-hmm. said, candle making or baking cakes, mm-hmm. wedding cakes, all kinds of stuff. Cause let me, let me tell you something, this baking and this cookie stuff is, is man, you can make some money off of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can, yeah, you can. Like, man. But, um, but they don't know where to, you know, they don't know where to start and you know, it's intimidating. Yeah, it is because a lot it, of it. Yeah, we went through the same thing, and that's why we can be able to walk you through it till we get to a certain point. So we still learning and growing, and we'll be at the next point where we'll be able to walk somebody through that point. Cause yeah. we through that part, the nervous part, the making it a reality part, because mm-hmm. we live in it. So somebody else that want to do it, I think that we can actually, you know, well, if you want to do this, you have to do these things because we've done it before. Yeah. Now we're trying to jump over another hurdle. Yeah, because at the end of the day, <laughs> iron sharpens iron. That's you know? right. And you, you can't. Yep. 
You can't get to a certain level and be afraid to help nobody, mm-hmm. you know, to reach back. That's that's the whole point of growing, to always be able to reach back and pull somebody else up to the level, you know, another level so that you could go up another level. I don't, you know, the certain things I just don't understand. But again, like I say, I have been out here and <laughs> it's a world yes it is yes it is it is some cold-hearted people out here you know so you better guard your dreams guard your visions you know pray hard and hey trust your own process out here you know mm-hmm. believe I in like yourself with the kids anyway these are old people they have for grabs because <laughs> you know the kids are future and i just feel like you know, we getting older, and when it's all said and done, they'll be running it. So that's why I feel like yeah. our most investment should kind of be, you know. Cause, it's easier with the children, though. Yeah, because they be already setting their ways, these mm-hmm. these people. But in a sense of us being approachable, we hoping that we can help change some lives of some mothers and fathers that want to do different. But they got to be they will to do. No pressure. But the impressionable is the children, so. That's yeah. our focus, too. When our yeah, I, love that you, I love that you guys also mentioned just kindness and how to treat people because I feel like that's something that's gotten lost with us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, everything's real brash. Everything is, you know. Everybody real are, mean. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's we shouldn't be like that, especially amongst ourselves, because mm-hmm. why? Especially you know? when they think they got something you need. Oh, mm-hmm. Lord, people, people really forget how to talk to you. That's true. And they think you got something, you know, that they need. So it, 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 again, I say it's not about, it's not how you, you know, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. You know, I just, I just think we all have to just keep ourselves at a place of humbleness and keep some humility, no matter how mm-hmm. far up the ladder you get or how you trying to even, even the way you moving up the ladder. It's just the way, you know, just stay humble. Keep That's some true. humility, you know. Don't forget yeah, so where you, you got, came I mean, from. Yeah, you guys listening, you heard it. Ladies are talking about kindness. They're talking about don't gate- gatekeep. Um, you know, pay attention to your kids because kids, they're going to, you know, they're the ones who are going to be taking care of us, right? Eventually, they'll be the ones, you know, doing the things and answering the questions and, you know, saying the yes and no's for the things that we need done. So yeah, if, we gotta, yeah, we gotta <laughs> if they don't know how to think or get themselves together, you know, it's going to be a roller coaster then. So somebody got to start gearing them in the right direction. Yes. And I just want to say this. Take the time out to talk to your children and, you know, heal your children, you know, because one thing you don't want to do is send a broken child out into this world if, and, and expect them to be, um, you know, a conducive person out here. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying to you? Because that broken child become a broken adult out here. And and, and the problems be, just begin to get worse and worse for them. You know, just we got to take time out with our children. You know, take some time out, listen to them. You know, work on some healing mechanism with them or something. You know, even for yourself, even as a parent, you can't parent if you're broken, you know, get you some healing, you know, I don't know, because when you out here, we just got so many broken people, people are hurt and hurt people, hurt people. And That's we just, true. and this cycle just going on and on and on. The snowball is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you know? And, and again, it's only so much other people can do. It starts at home. You got to do some self-healing. You got to do some self-healing. You know, you got to engage with yourself, too, because I I can have all the resources in the world for you Mm. when you get to the resource center. But if if you're not open enough and willing enough and and healed enough to receive and accept what we have to give you, it's a lost cause. Yeah, and if you're so full with the the world, if your head is just... You know, what it say? Be not transformed by the works of the world, but by the renewing of your mind, which comes a new way of living. I added that at the end, y'all. You hear me? So with that, it's like you be so clogged up with different thoughts of things, whether it's, oh, we hungry. Oh, we don't got this. Oh, we trying to do this. You don't really have the time to just break down the other things you need to heal and to do certain things. So you need to surround yourself around people that can help you break them boundaries down and um to get those things done and then i think we'll be able to accomplish some things they'll be able to accomplish some things yeah because it's uh, that mental it's that mental state that mental mm-hmm. you got to, that mental has to be healed before we can touch anything yeah. or do anything your mental state got to be right 
where you needed to be. Yeah, because if you stuck in the same mindset, you'll you'll encounter the same things. It don't matter. You might get through one threshold, but you'll get the same demon that you was fighting then with a different face. See, so it's the So you got to break all that off right there and there. Like, just, you know. Boom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We ain't going to take you to church. We're going to keep it. All right, so ladies, we normally like to finish the the show with a segment called Free Game. So this is basically your opportunity to speak to someone, community leaders or the government, someone that you you can school them basically on something that your community needs. So what would you say to whomever? Um, I think I want to say this to our local government. Um, come out the offices. You know, take the suits and the ties off and get out here and get in the trenches with the people so you can really see what the people need. You know, it's it's easy to point the finger and it's easy to dictate and, and get directives and say what you think needs to be done. But unless you out here with the people, walking with the people, see what the people need, it's impossible for you to know what the people need. Yeah. And I think for me, I would start off with to whom and make a turn. Um, (laughs) if you're in a position to do do if you're not don't but if you don't you'll be held accountable that's it that's all love it (laughs) I love it so ladies um, tell our listeners how they can find you how they can find uh, the New World Living Resources Cafe um, you know where to get this ball rolling let's get people into the building Okay, well, um, Newell Living Resource, well, Community Resource Cafe is located at 5555 Connor Street. Uh, We're on the east side of Detroit, um, inside of the Samaritan Center. Suite 2428. Yep. Facebook um, handles is Newell Living, a nonprofit organization. And also, if y'all want to email us, it's newellliving.21 at gmail.com. If you have any questions, any suggestions, want to work with us, anything like that, that's how we can be contacted. I love it. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to come and talk with us today. Matisse, um, yep. Janika, thank you so much again for joining us. We appreciate your time. Um, this was the Moving Up Together podcast. Moving Up Together was created by the national nonprofit Up Together and produced by Creative Differences. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.